The Holy Gospel to our, of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide my family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who sent me to be judge or arbiter over you? And said to those assembled, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist of the abundance of possession. Then he told them the parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grains and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it will be with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Good morning. It's good to be back here. Uh, contrary to what most people think, uh, in Oringa, Tanzania, in the southern highlands at an elevation of almost 6,000 feet and nine degrees below the equator, it is winter in June and July. And in our unheated apartment, it was uh, in the 40s in the morning and would warm up to 70 as the day went along. But we needed to get home to get warm again, because we were cold. Um, I'm Russ Hilliard, my wife is Joe Whiting. Uh, we're just back Friday night from a, spending a month in Oringa, Tanzania, and we're happy to have a chance to talk with you about it. Thank you, Judy. Um, as always, in Tanzania, uh, we begin with a prayer. Let us pray, Twambe, in Swahili. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and for the opportunity to worship together. May we be ever mindful of the blessings of comfort and freedom and of those who are less fortunate than we. Thank you for the gift of companionship with our brothers and sisters around the world and especially those in Isimani, Tanzania. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Santi Sana. Uh, I've got some slides just to get us started here. 20 years ago, I don't think I could have pointed out Tanzania on a map or on a globe or ever dreamed that 20 years later we'd have spent almost two years there, uh, all told, um, with an organization called Bega Kwa Bega. Um, 
But just to get us oriented, for those of you who might not know, see if this works. Uh, this is a map of Africa. Tanzania is down here. This is a map Joe created to give us some sense of the size of Tanzania. She's got the United States, China, India, over the continent of Africa, of which Tanzania is obviously a part. Here, for a little more perspective, can you see that? All right. Yeah, that's hard to see. Um, the, the outline you're seeing is the country of Tanzania. And what's too light for you to see, but I can see it on my computer, is a map of New England. And it's many, many times larger than New England. This is a map. Why are these not showing up? I don't know why that's so light. It's looking very clear on my computer. I'll just keep going, okay. <laughs> We've attended many worship services in many rural parishes around the Diocese of Baringa, uh, but we've often noticed this sign hanging there in the rafters underneath the metal sheets that form the roof of the church. And what that means is, silence your cell phones. <laughs> because Tanzania as a country uh, skipped the whole landlines deal that we have in the United States. We had in the United States. They went from no phones to cell towers, and everybody has a cell phone everywhere. And so there had to be a reminder to silence your cell phones. Um, I've gone too far, slides. But let me just, but before, Joe's gonna take over here and I can advance the slides, but Bega is an organization that is a partnership between the St. Paul Area Synod, the LCA, and the Iringa Diocese of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Tanzania. It began in 1987, primarily as an effort to educate more pastors in the rapidly growing Lutheran church in Tanzania at the time. Uh, it led to the founding and construction of a university in Iringa, Tanzania, originally called Tumaini University, now the University of Iringa. Uh, and in 2000, it, it became an organization that oversaw partnerships between United States churches, primarily in the St. Paul Area Synod, and churches in the Oringa Diocese uh, in Tanzania, about 70 in number. Stop me when I'm supposed to stop. <laughs> Which has led to our involvement. Uh, the Lugala family, the members here for many years. Uh, Joe Lugala grew up in a small village about an hour north of Oringa called Isimani where his father was a Lutheran pastor. Through his efforts, he started a relationship between Ismani and Holy Trinity back in the early 2000s. Then became aware of the existence 
of Bayerqua Vega, the St. Paul Area Synod, and they were kind enough to let us become part of the organization. So Bayerqua Vega is all St. Paul Area Synod churches in one New Hampshire church partnered with the Somani. And just to bring it forward, uh, in 2009, Joe Lugala arranged for Dot Kasich and myself to teach at Tumaini University for a semester. And we went over there for four and a half months and taught and uh, got to know the Minnesotans, as we called them, very well. And that led to, uh, in 2013, Joe and myself going over there every year for two months to work with Bayer Corbega. So I'll stop there. So to pick up where he left off, um, Russell and Dot went in 2009. I went for a short visit that time and then back in 2012. Um, and then during the time we were there, uh, Russell had the opportunity um, there was a, a couple weeks when the office of Vega Quebega was not staffed. Um, and so he uh, was recruited uh, to come in and, and do the office work for a couple of weeks. Um, and then after that, we got into a rotation um, as he's going every couple months. So Vega Quebega means, um, is, was on our, our initial slide, in Swahili means shoulder to shoulder. And I'm just going to pick up a couple of, of details about this um, organization. So as you know, uh, or it will sound familiar to you, on Sunday mornings, and we listen to the prayers this morning, we pray for um, our partner church in Isamani, and we pray for our partner um, diocese, um, which is uh, Jordan and the Holy Land. Um, Minnesota, the, in Minnesota is the St. Paul Diocese, where there are, of course, Lutheran churches in every corner. Um, their partner is the Diocese of Warringa, which is in central Tanzania. That is the most active partnership, international partnership of any diocese um, in the Lutheran church. And it's, there's any number of reasons for that, um, but it is. So Bega Qua Bega is an arm um, of the St. Paul Area Synod, whose mission it is to oversee um, the partnerships between um, individual churches in the Minnesota Diocese Synod and in the Oringa Diocese. We're gonna talk some more about what that is. When we first started in um, 2013, the office, there is an office in Oringa um, and it was staffed by volunteers, um, almost all couples like us. Um, most of them were retired. We were the young guys, believe it or not. Um, and people would come for a month or for two months or for three months every year and just do, there's, there's a considerable amount of um, banking to be done, of visiting to be done, of traveling to be done within the diocese and so on. So these couples would come and take turns during the year doing that. In 2016, 16, um, the powers that be, the executive committee of Vega Qua Vega in St. Paul decided that they really were at a place where they needed to have somebody full-time in the office. And so since then, 
there have been in two-year rotation, sometimes three years, there have been um, young people, all young so far, um, from an organization called Global Volunteers. And so they come, they live there for a couple years, they have a place to live um, and a vehicle uh, and insurance, which to many of them is important, um, health insurance. They're paid very little um, and they run the operation over there. So we at that point, having been rightly so misplaced from jobs, our jobs as coordinators, moved on to be what is, are called ambassadors. That's what we do now and Russell's gonna talk about that more. Um, what I want to talk about is the fact that um, Bayqua Vega's um, sort of uh, its mission, so to speak, is not to be, to, it's not to do what we traditionally think of as mission work. When we say mission work, we, we tend to, you know, put some, so, some ideas that come to that. One is that we sort of have an agenda about what we want to accomplish someplace. Um, one is that we have are wanting to share our gifts with the people who you know uh, who are the um, sort of the, the goal of our mission and so on. Vega Quabega is very adamant about talking about this um, relationship between the St. Paul Area Synod and the Oringa Diocese, and between the church individual churches who have partner churches there as being companions and, um, and, um, uh, and walking together in companionship. So what's the difference between a mission operation and a companionship or partnership operation? Um, companion, I'm gonna read this from Vega Quabiga website. Companions who walk together in accompaniment honor one another's integrity, one another's context and situation and limitations. They emphasize relationship over resources. Acknowledge one another's gifts and walk together in Jesus Christ. The way that Jesus loves us is not simply affection or kindness, but an actual emptying of himself in order to live with us as our friend and companion. Jesus' reconciling love, which brings down all barriers, calls us into mission through accompaniment. And so, um, what we what we stress as part of Vega Quabega is that we're not there to do our work on them. We are there to learn to know them, to be friends with them, to share ideas, to look into, you know, they look at what we need, we look at what they need, and we work together as friends. Um, so, could you go back one? The, um, the Vega Quabega, another one, back to prayer has three basic pillars of the relationship. One is prayer, and everyone will tell you here or there that it's the most important leg of, uh, or pillar of the partnership. And presence and projects. So um, prayer being the most um, necessary, the chief of the three, and so on, it's, it's hard to take a picture of prayer, right? Um, so, we have the fewest of those. Um, the picture on the left here is a pastor um, praying on Sunday morning. Um, they pray for us in their churches the same as we pray for them here. Um, that particular um, pastor was, I had just done a, a sermon and talked about my mother and he was praying for my mother. Um, the one on the right was Russell's 65th birthday and that's the laying on hands and praying for him of several of the pastors. 
um, from uh, the truth here. Presence is the second pillar, also very important, because it's really hard to get to know people as friends and companions unless you are together. We've all experienced this through COVID, right? We all, even though we still love our family and our friends and our, and our companions at church, not being able to be there present um, is, um, takes away a great deal from the relationship. And so presence, what presence means in this relationship is that as often as possible, people from the US churches go to visit their partners in Tanzania and their, the partners in Tanzania come to the US. Now, it probably goes without saying, but because of economic situations and so on, there's a lot more people who go from the US, mostly from um, Minnesota, to visit their partners there than there are people from Tanzania who can afford to come to the US. Thousands of Minnesotans have been there. About less than 100 um, have been here. But it it's, continues to be important. And again, COVID has really interfered with this a lot because when you couldn't travel for a couple of years, um, it, it, it hurt. It hurt this side, it hurt that side because of it. Um, if we could just, there are several people here this morning who have been to Tanzania to visit Isamani and the congregation there. Would you stand up if you're one of the travelers? Isn't that impressive? More opportunities coming if anybody wants to continue. All right, I have to keep going. Um, the, the picture on the left here shows, you can see Russell in the middle being welcomed um, to one of the villages that we visit. He's gonna talk about our ambassadorial visits um, when, when we go out on behalf of congregations who can't go for a while um, to visit. I love this picture on the left. These are motorcycles down here who have come to visit us. and They've got big flags behind them, but the fabric on the flags is traditional tank, uh, Tanzanian um, fabrics. Very great. Okay, keep going. Okay, I just want to tell you that the people on the bottom left here with the big smiles, those um, that are people from the partnership committee um, in Isamani, and the people on the right, some of them are off the screen, but the people on the right are all members of Joe Lugala's family um, who still live over there. We've got the picture of all the children, many of them who came out one day for one of our visits. I love the Cape Cod sweatshirt right in the middle. Um, and then projects, also very important. And again, you know, many of the projects are, all of the projects are set up by communication between congregations there and congregations here um, about what it is that are the priorities or the needs of the congregation there when we're gonna share projects. Um, if you go back one. The picture on the left is actually a silo that is right next to a pastor's home um, where they figured out that instead of just selling their corn when they harvested it, they could keep it and sell it when the market was better for it. Um, and so they built that. The one on the right, it's, it's called the Million Tree Project by the diocese there. Um, those are all seedlings and churches can come and get those, take them back home, um, plant them. After about eight years, they're big enough to sell the lumber from the trees and they're revenue sources for churches. Another project that a lot of churches have helped with are building clinics in towns um, where there has been no medical care, where it's been a long ways to go. 
this particular clinic, um, it's right behind a church, um, no electricity in the clinic, if you can believe it, but they have a generator with a refrigerator so that they can keep vaccines and so on um, cold enough. Church building is another uh, project that many churches here have helped to sponsor over there. Um, the picture on the right here, I don't know if you can tell, but hanging on that tree there is a tire um, wheel. And every church has one of those, and when you hit them with the right kind of uh, object, they sound like great church bells. Another project that a lot of church sponsors, and, and we have sponsored many students, are providing scholarships for students to go to secondary school and beyond. Um, the picture on the left are all sponsored students at one of the uh, Lutheran schools there, and us with a couple of students at um, Holy Trinity sponsored. Um, they're now, for the last few years, um, have been free secondary education for the first time ever in Tanzania for all students. But many of the government schools that kids go to are not as um, well prepared, as well financed, as well done as <coughs> private schools. And so people, anybody who can figure out a way to send their kids to private school does uh, or do. Um, and so our scholarships help with both um, room and board at government schools and tuition at uh, private schools. Water projects are huge. Um, many towns, little villages where people were, where women were carrying water on their heads, um, that was their whole job all day, was to get water and bring it in, now have, have pumps in town that provide water. Um, and one of the things that I appreciate about this is that when a Lutheran church has helped to bring in a water to a town, it's not just for the Lutherans in town. Um, it's for the whole town. It's always a community project, um, which speaks volumes, of course. Another project are these um, SACOs. This woman on the right is the manager of the SACOs, I'll tell you what that is, in, Tanzan in uh, Isamani. SACO stands for Savings and Credit Cooperative Association. It's like a credit union. Um, many people don't have any access to banking of any kind. Um, no way to get a loan to buy seed or fertilizer for their pro uh, crops and whatever. And so there is uh, part of what BKB does is to go out and help congregations to, to organize SACOs. And right next door to a SACOs there will be an AMCOS, which is an agricultural marketing cooperative, which again, yeah, there's a place here to keep all your crops so you can keep them until the market goes up um, and sell them for more. On the left here is where the congregation was worshiping uh, until they got the um, help from their partner to build the church on the right. The same thing. Okay, uh, we need to move along, I think. <laughs> Uh, as Joe mentioned, once the organization hired a full-time global volunteer to run the office, uh, Joe and I shifted and became ambassadors. And all that means is that we go over, uh, we went for two months in 16, 17, and 18, just for a month, last month. Um, and we visit 
rural parishes on behalf of their U.S. partner, particularly when the U.S. partner hasn't been able to send a delegation for a while. And uh, Joel, I have to tell we get the pictures here, but we have adventures doing this. We travel uh, during a day. We take a long drive early in the morning. We have some challenging roads. But we've got a good land cruiser. To get us there, only one time have we failed to make it up a mountain. And that time, the congregation came to us at the bottom of the mountain. We go out and visit the church. We bring greetings from the U.S. partner. We hopefully bring letters, photographs, brochures, things to leave with the Tanzanian parish about their partner back in the U.S. We receive a report from the Tanzanian church about all that they're doing there, uh, all their activities, projects, scholarships, plans for the future, and we transmit that back to the church in the U.S. Uh, and it's just an effort to maintain the strength in relationships when there isn't the ability to visit every year. Uh, and these are just photographs. I think that's the one, yeah, that's the one where Idunda, we didn't make it up the mountain. And so they all came to the bottom of the mountain. We had our meeting at the bottom of the mountain. But these are very festive days. We're warmly greeted. We meet a lot of people there, have some good food, exchange gifts, do a little dancing, make reports, take photographs, say our goodbyes, and then prepare our reports back to the US. So that's what we do when we're over there uh, for the last, the last four trips. Anything else on ambassadors? Is it ready to go back to you? All right, Joe's gonna finish up with some of the fun stuff. We'll go very fast through this. Obviously, we're not, when people ask us what we do there now, I say we do lightweight volunteer work, which means we visit people. You know, that's really tough. They feed us, they dance for us, with us, um, sing for us, um, and so on. It's, it's just really backbreaking, difficult work, what can I say? Um, we also have time when we're there to enjoy the beauty of the country. It is vast and it is gorgeous. Um, and um, so we, we get to meet friends along the way, enjoy the, the gorgeousness, um, drop-dead gorgeousness of the country. That's a jacaranda tree. It'll be blooming soon. Um, we also have obviously met lots of friends there. Um, and we were very happy after a four-year absence to be able to go back and um, see them. Um, this is our, on the right is our Italian friend. She runs a great Italian restaurant um, over there. This is our, um, the Catholic cooking school. This nun is ancient and she um, teaches girls how, who just wouldn't have any life there otherwise, how to be housekeepers for hotels and wealthy families and so on, and we get to buy food there. Um, we have birthday parties there. Um, the picture on the right here is um, actually the swing set and in the compound at the Isamani Church. Um, that's us back in Dar es Salaam. We were leaving and we got to see Joe and Sapi and Wema. 
um, for dinner one night. Wednesday, Saturday nights, so there's an expat family that hosts a volleyball game and um, hospitality, so we like to do that. Keep going. So, um, this is Madeline Brandt. Some of you may have known her. She actually died last year, but she visited over and she, we found out when she was there, though she hadn't cut anybody's hair for years, she was a professional, so Russell got a haircut. And of course, there are fantastic animals to see. Cheetahs, lions, hippos. I don't know if you can see that um, giraffe. They're magnificent. Zebra, elephant. There is a um, national park with all of these animals. It's just about a three-hour drive from um, Isamani, and so we stay there. And these magnificent baobab trees, which just reminds us that life for some species does go on forever and ever and ever. And I couldn't help it, but that's my daughter Margaret standing in the tree. So, um, we take longer than we intended, and we apologize for that. Um, and we're happy to answer questions after, if anybody has them. Um, and I can tell you that people in Tanzania to a person that we visited with were very concerned about the, um, how COVID affected the United States. Their view is that it was much worse here than it was in most parts of the world. And they just expressed over and over their concern and their prayers um, for us. Um, and one last comment, if I could, about mission work. I had one pastor at a very rural congregation. They're, almost everybody has electricity now, in, not in their homes, but in the churches. And there was in this church, but otherwise it was just really as basic as they come. And he said to us, he said, you know, we're companions, and if we were talking about mission work, we'd have to come and do it in the U.S. Because their churches are growing very quickly, they're adding them all the time, um, and they, it's, it's a different situation there, but people are flocking to churches. Um, and so we continue to do our work as companions um, and bless them for their work as missionaries. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us at htelc.com. And don't forget, you are loved.